What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. Devin, what's going on, man? You doing all right? Dave, what's going on? I'm glad to be back, man. How you doing? Good, man. It was a a, a nice break, but I definitely missed our time together. <laughs> yes, this is a good time that I just get to catch up with my old friend, and then we get to just talk about some issues and some some fun topics that are going on around the world. And so I'm happy to be back, man. Same, dude. Same. Just. Again, man, just wanted to shout out everybody that's been listening to the podcast. Again, been having a lot of people hit me up and ask questions, and it's just been super enlightening and fun for me. So I know that you've kind of had some similar experiences as well. So For sure. I actually was at a Super Bowl party, and a guy was I haven't I hadn't talked to in years came up to me and said, hey, I've listened to your podcast. Uh, keep up the good work. So that's pretty encouraging. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a definitely a good feeling. I like uh think about, you know, when we first started doing this and it was literally like us and my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listening to the podcast. Shout out to my mom. A one since day one. We appreciate you too. She um, yes, yeah, she's a huge fan. She's a real <laughs> If you uh, ever get the chance to meet Dave's mom, you you know how much of a loving person that she is. She she, if you meet her, you automatically become her child. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> She's gonna listen to this and totally cry. If you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me say that before. So, <laughs> uh, I, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been super great. We took a nice little family vacation to Florida and got to spend some time with a uh, uh, part of my family and 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 enjoy the weather in Miami and Orlando. I got to see my little brother compete in his state swimming championships. My man got seventh in a particular race. Shout out to my my dude, Alon, my little brother. Dang. Super proud of him. Um, but yeah, dude, how what have you guys been up to? Oh boy, uh, the countdown to to marriage continues for me. Hey. So uh, doing that, just. Uh, Watching watching a couple of sporting events, I actually joined a men's league uh, for basketball. Hey, recently. there you go. Yeah, had to had to just break out some of the old skills there. Uh, we uh, we lost our first game to actually Jared Polson's team. If for UK fans, if you remember that name, um, hey, yeah, shout out to Jared. He said he was going to drop thirty, and he he did what he said he was going to do. <laughs> We need to get Jared on the podcast. Jared Polson, please hop on our podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he, he's a apparently he's a big LeBron fan. So, yes, I knew we were. Listen, Jared's my wife, my wife's cousin. So that's just a nice plug for the family. Listen, I knew we had some some more in common than just the fact that we were related by marriage. So. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's talk about LeBron, please. Yeah, well, speaking of LeBron, uh, for one second, can we just talk about how uh, the Lakers may miss the playoffs this year? Can we just talk about one second, for one second, why you're being such a hater right now about my guy LeBron? Because you told me literally 20 minutes ago that you wanted them to lose to the Rockets tonight. And you know that we can't lose any games. We, meaning LeBron, <laughs> we we can't lose any games because we got to win out, man. We got to keep – listen, we got to be like an 80, 80% team from here on out, though. I mean, basically, if you lose more than eight games, it's getting questionable. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be – we got to be near perfect. And listen, the right guy is there to do it. I guess I'm kind of a hater because, one, I like the drama of – the NBA and seeing LeBron having to play like he's playing for his life every single night. <laughs> like you telling me you wouldn't be that you, that you wouldn't be entertained seeing LeBron just play like he's playing the Warriors in the finals every single night. Oh dude, I want to see it. I'm with you. Because typically at this time, LeBron is he's take, posting. Yeah. So, but he can't do that in the West. Yeah. No, I agree. I am excited about that. Like he said, I read somewhere that he told, um, oh gosh, it was one of those NBA analysts. He told them like, look, like high intensity, like playoff run LeBron is here now. Oh, and that made me really happy. Uh, now, granted, is the rest of his team going to step up and play? Because honestly, that's the big question. You're playing on a team with a bunch of people who have never been to the playoffs. Ever. Do you think that this Lakers team is better than that Cavs team that was in the finals last year? Um, that's a tough one because I don't really think either team was that good. I think that it's a pretty close toss-up. I would probably give the edge to this Lakers team just because the experience that Rondo brings to the table uh-huh. and – the fact that there's a rim protector in JaVale McGee. That would be the only reason I would give this Lakers team the edge. Hey, shout out to the Cavs for winning tonight, by the way. Beat the Suns. Hey, listen, a blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then. Yeah, we found about 14 acorns this year. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's about it. So it's been a long season. Uh, so we're trying to get into that lottery pick and see if we can get one of the top three picks. But uh, speaking of lottery picks – did you see what happened to Zion Williamson last night? I I did. I did. The the infamous shoe blowout. I've never seen a shoe blow up like that before. I I haven't either. But listen, man, Zion or anybody out there, if you are over six foot tall and you are over two hundred and thirty pounds, you do not need to be wearing the same shoes. As guards in the NBA, let's just—why I would never, ever, ever wear a pair of—I don't know—CP threes or Kyrie's like that. I'm a 
giant dude. Like, give me some LeBrons. I got a pair of Kobe's that have been worn maybe like twice. Because you're a big dude. Why would you wear some Kobe's? And my ankles are fragile. That's what, same. Like, this man Zion should have never been caught dead in some PG's. That had to be. You think those were new shoes? They had to be. Man. And on national television. On national television. I mean, I saw that Nike took a hit this morning in the uh, stock price. <laughs> There's actually a bet that goes on about who would who is Zion's going to sign with for his shoe deal. And I saw that Adidas just took the lead. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I can't believe that, that that's actually a thing that you can bet. In Vegas on, but... Hey, prop bets are too funny. Like, the ones that happen during the Super Bowl are just priceless. Yeah. Well, Zion, he's a... He's, he's, a, he's a freak, man. He's, what, he's 200, he like 280 pounds and 6'6", yeah. and has at least a 45-inch vertical. Um, some, Like, he's an offensive lineman at most major colleges. Like, to just put that in perspective. He'd be a heck of a offensive or defensive lineman at any major college. Heck of a defensive end or tight end for some reason. Right? Right. With that kind of vertical? Oh, my goodness. That'd be insane. The more important thing that we need to talk about with Zion, by the way, you get to feeling better, bro. You're a beast. But the most important thing that we need to talk about is does he shut it down? What do you think he should do? Yeah, I think that. Zion needs to shut it down. I mean, he doesn't have anything else to prove for the rest of this season. He's going to be the number one pick. The only thing that you're playing for at this point is pride. You, yep. I don't. I don't see any reason for him to come back. I mean, what do you? What do you think? I agree. I mean, me and you, when we were kind of talking a little bit about it earlier, like Nick Bosa literally just did the same thing at Ohio State. And he's a projected still top three pick. Let's say Nick Bosa comes back. And granted, who wouldn't want to play for Ohio State and potentially help lead them to a national championship, right? Like, that's a great accomplishment. For sure. Same thing, same thing with Duke. You could say that it's the same argument mm-hmm. virtually. But it, it's just that seeing that you could lose out on – all kinds of money and all kinds of potential greatness if he gets hurt again. Like, Kyrie shut it down. Now, granted, I think he was pretty much forced to because his injury, the extent of his injury. But, like, I just, I think that go secure the bag, bro. Like, why not? I mean, I wish Greg Oden would have shut it down. Right. Um. So, I mean, I guess the argument here would be if you were John Morant or R.J. Barrett, should should they shut it down? <laughs> That's where it gets hairy. It's it's up to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I think you're you're dead on. Like, just saying, like, you know, it could be anybody. Like, it could happen at any play, but like. If that's your potential and you want to have that insurance and not have the pride, shut it down. Man, John Morant is a dude that goes to a mid-major school. If he gets hurt, he could, like the, the the doctors aren't as good 
I mean, yeah, he he's 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 still gonna get drafted. I just don't see like I'm all for players choosing what's best for the for the players. So if RJ Barrett came out and he's not even hurt, but if RJ Barrett said, you know what, after seeing Zion, I'm shutting it down for the season. Yeah, I'm out. I mean, I would say that this trend is. We talked about this on a podcast. Like it's a trend that's starting. To, like if it if it starts to become a trend, it sucks as a fan. If they give you a Duke fan, first off, what's oh yeah, your, if I'm a Duke fan, I'm salty. First off, if you're a Duke fan, what's your problem? Second off, if you're a Duke, <laughs> if you're a Duke fan, yeah, you're salty that your players are are leaving like that. But this is millions of dollars that we that we're talking about. And okay, now I said this earlier in our group chat. They're forcing players to play a year if they're going to be there. You can't go mm-hmm. to the NBA, and the 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 alternative to that would say, well, there's 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 other places that they can go play other than NCAA basketball. Okay. Yes, yes, and no. When how high have have these players been drafted? The Are la- you talking? About- Talking about these Europe, these people who go over to play in Europe for what? For I a mean, season. I, there's there's two players that stick out to me in this conversation. That's Emmanuel Mudiay and Brandon. Um, what's his name? Oh my gosh, great handles. Oh boy, uh, Jennings. Brandon Jennings, yes. Who I like his game, but and now granted, these guys aren't Zion. They're not. Zion is a generational talent to me. You know what I'm saying? Like. But why should he have to blow out his knee in Europe? I to, agree. To come over. I agree. So that's why you see today Adam Silver come out and say, "Hey, we're we're considering changing the play, the playing age from 19 to 18." That's a big deal. And you see that because look, okay. So, to talk about what you just said. Okay, I'm Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Let me just talk. I'm a 17-year-old about to be 18 and my here's my two options to go to college Mm -hmm. and make zero dollars which i'm sure he made a little bit of money let's just be honest ain't nobody out here playing for free in high major division one uh (laughs) in some capacity that's another podcast for another day or my other option is to leave my family uproot myself go to another country where I will not know the language. I will simply play basketball for a year there, maybe make a couple million. To give you a point of reference, the highest paid player in the Euro League in 2018 was $4 million. That's a lot of money, right? But, but that's like their LeBron. That's like European yeah, LeBron over there. Is that's $4 like European LeBron. So then let's talk about the NBA. The highest paid player from this past year's draft is DeAndre Ayton. He he's standing to make nine mil this year, and then you have that doesn't, from, even, that doesn't include his shoe contract at Puma. That does not include his shoe contract, and you got to think that Zion goes over to Europe, and they're just not like they're big on basketball, but it ain't like the NBA. So he's not going to have his exclusive, ridiculous shoe contract or the endorsement contracts, things like that. And then look at this, not just talking about, um, not just talking about DeAndre Ayton, but a few years back, 
Bogdanovich, the dude that got drafted out of Serbia by the uh, by the Phoenix Suns, yeah, his rookie deal was three years and twenty six point something million dollars. So That's I average thing out about to, that average out about twelve million dollars a year. Is guaranteed money. When you and go, guaranteed. this is what people don't understand. Like I have teammates that are that have played overseas. When you go play overseas in Europe, if you're not doing the things that they want you to do, you get cut. You Straight have, up. You have a bad game. They'll send you back home. When you go over to in the NBA, yes, they want you to produce now. But when you sign that contract, you're on the books. They got yep. they got to pay you. Like, exactly. I don't know that. It's uh, I I, I mean, I I get like, man, I I really want to see this kid play more. But Zion Williamson is a grown man playing against little boys at this point. Straight up, and he he, if you think about it, if the rules were the same as they were, what seventeen years ago? 16 years ago, yeah, this man would be in the NBA today. Yeah. And although he could have gotten hurt at any point in time, he'd be making guaranteed money. And he would have already been picked up. And honestly, he probably would have been a top three pick in this year's draft. Yeah. Top four pick. I mean, that's, that's crazy to say, but, like, he's a grown man. You just said it. They've been talking about this kid since he was a sophomore – being the next LeBron. And I mean I'm not ready to give him any title like that, don't get me wrong. Man. But he he is a generational type talent. Yeah, I'm not ready to give him the next LeBron. I'm not ready to give him the next Julius Randle at this point. But... Oh no, me either. I and I, I don't like listen, I'll be the first to tell you. You read back in our group chat like six, seven months ago, I was probably like the most standoffish person about Zion. I wasn't ready to give him any kind of recognition. But I do think that, like, I think he's really, really solid. He's proved a lot to me at Duke. But, like, he should be in the NBA right now, period. Yeah, at, at some point, we're just, wasting, we're just wasting our time with these. Like, I, I think he's just wasting his time. And I agree. DeMarcus Cousins came out and said that he needs to go. Isaiah Thomas came out and said guy needs to go. I I heard some some people like Jalen Rose say, "Man, the kid needs to stay. You're playing for Coach K. There's good coaching and all this other stuff, man. Listen, you need to go get your money. It's second semester. You're not going to class anyway. Secure the bag, bro. Second semester. This dude knows he's about to go to to the draft. He's just he's just chilling at this point. Yep, exactly. And now you got a knee sprain because you just blew out a shoe." And and yeah. and now Nike came out with a statement actually that uh, you know that they wish the best for Zion and this doesn't usually happen to their products and all that jazz. But man, it was a freak accident. But this is this is why they should go because freak accidents happen. Yeah, why not be making millions of dollars when the freak accidents happen? Exactly. Exactly. When he should be making that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I definitely get what you're saying. So, I'm right there with you, man. I think, listen, Zion, you sit out. You got a bunch of people supporting you because this, <laughs> you got to go get that money. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. 
And I don't know his I don't know his family background or whatever, but I'm Me sure either. I'm sure that nine million dollars would help out his family. Uh yeah, I think nine million dollars would help out just about any family. <laughs> and that's another thing to this just further on is just you got a bunch of kids that can have nothing in our NBA type talent that are getting lost in the shuffle and why not give them the opportunity to at least throw their name in the hat, go to a combine, get in front of pro scouts, whatever, because they need to go. They Why waste time going to a college that may not promote your skills right? Like, listen, like, I think that Ben Simmons, thankfully, he, he showed enough, but, like, he could have went to LSU and got ruined because they tried to make him play the four. Yeah. Or in the three. Like, Ben Simmons is a point guard, bro. Like, you cannot, like, it, you can't make someone play so out of position and and lose themselves when they, like, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, you get a guy like Ben Simmons who goes in and instead of him being a second-year rookie of the year <laughs> off of, <laughs> he could have been – he could have been a rookie of the year in the year that would have been his second year in the NBA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. Just just stuff to think about for sure. Uh, in today's internet culture, it'd just be interesting if they do bring that that rule back. Um, some of the draft picks and how many more busts you'll have in the NBA. For sure. And I think that there would be that. I think you would definitely see more busts. But I just think that you would also see guys go. That would that shouldn't be wasting their time in college. This is true. So risk and reward. I I get that. I definitely For get sure. that right now. And it ain't like the people that they're drafting out of college are doing that great either. Because I don't really see that many guys like even in the late first round, middle first round that are exceptional. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's the thing that I was going to comment and say too. I love about the NBA because I feel like it's a lot more of a skilled league. You got a lot more people who can do a lot more things. I agree. This positionless basketball, I, really, I, I mean, I know some people hate it, but I, I'm actually a big fan of it. I, I actually agree. I think it makes – I mean, you were just talking earlier about the Greek freak. I mean, it's just – it's insane to watch a guy like him play that's legitimately a center. What that. position? <laughs> speaking of positions, though, but what positions would would you think Zion Williamson would play? I think I, you made a you said something earlier about Julius Randle, yeah, and the fact that he's left handed and he's a giant makes puts me in the mindset of Julius Randle, so it's not a bad comparison. Who plays the four? So I would think between the three and the four, you can't put him at the five. Um, he's but I, again, six six. His arms aren't that long. Uh. Man, I, I hope I hope he proves me wrong. I'll put it that way. For sure, for sure, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But I mean, I think if he can come in and play physical defense, he really could play the four, be an undersized guy, and do his thing. In in New York, is that that's where I think he's gonna go? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Tough crowd, for sure. Listen, speaking of talent, yes. The NFL is arguably just the hardest league to play in professionally. Ooh. Bang up. 
to all the just everything is so difficult. Hey, that's a statement right there. That's a statement. That's a hot take. So the average NFL career is like three years, right? Yeah. But you also got a lot of guys that just really ain't there. Or are you talking about injuries? Wait, really? All this stuff. You say really ain't there. Are you talking about physically? Are you talking about mentally? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe both. Okay. But you know, you you got guys that come out of college and they they just are on the cusp. They keep getting shifted around to different practice squads. It's really hard to make teams. Yada yada. Well, now problem solved. The AAF, the Alliance of American Football. I was a little skeptical at first mm-hmm. when they started bringing out these big names that were going to be coaches and coordinators, things like that. And then I see that my guy, Charles Johnson, shout out to Charles, to CJ, Charles Johnson, Chuck. My man went and played for the Vikings a few years back, spent around the league a little bit, had some injuries. But this guy comes out this past week for the Orlando Apollos. First of all, what a great name. Yeah, what coached a by, name. Coached by Steve Spurrier. Shout out to that. What a coach. And my dude has 196 yards and a touchdown in which he did a really dope celebration afterwards as well. Which if you friends with me on Facebook, I shared a couple different things about it. I was super pumped for him because I feel like he's kind of gotten a shaft. And so it's good to see that uh, a former high school teammate is is thriving, and I hope that he continues that success in the league. But I'm just really excited for a feeder league to the NFL potentially, and to see what they can do with that. Yeah, hope hopefully it becomes like a minor league or a D league system for the NFL. For uh, sure, guys who just who are on the cusp make it, and it's it's a good little. Uh, it gives us some football to watch in the off season, so I'm a fan of it too. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, baseball season's approaching, and I'm not too excited about seeing the same play on Sports Center every single night of a diving catch. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I mentioned this last podcast, but I'm I'm a little excited for the Reds. I think that this is gonna be a much better season for us, but. I will pay attention to the Cleveland Indians in the playoffs. So you're you ain't gonna pay no attention to baseball until like September. What? When's the last time you've been to a baseball game? Oh, dude, it's been years, and I probably won't go this year either. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, but I am interested to see them do better. So I might watch like five games this year instead of one and a half, like I watched last year. They're fun to go to. It's just not fun to watch on TV. Yeah, they're awful to watch on TV. It's oh. unless it's like game five, four through seven of the World Series. Yeah, the yeah, I can watch the I can watch the, <laughs> the, the, the or like the championship series. The playoffs is is interesting to watch because I mean, but you play a hundred and sixty something games or whatever. So, dude, the, they need to do way shorter seasons, like six inning games. <laughs> just so much tradition in it. Ours they need wish- to drop the season down to like eighty four games, six innings. And they need to add like a, uh, I don't know, steel cage fight in the middle of every game. That would really get me get me going. It's so slow. They need to put like a uh, like a, you know, how basketball is a shot clock when you need to get a shot. They need to have a, <laughs> a clock for when you have to pitch the ball. Like it's it got to be like. Could you imagine if it was like every ten seconds you got to be throwing a ball? Like the game goes by so fast. For sure. For sure. Well, man. 
it's always good sports discussion. Let's transition just a little bit. Let's just let's talk. I mean, we we've hit on the wall conversation several times. The wall. But we just can't. We just cannot let this go just this one time because since we've been on break from the podcast, yes, there was a national emergency declared for this wall. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can you define what a national emergency is, please? For me? Basically, it's the first priority of our country is that we have to address this issue. And I, I guess he thinks that this is the most prominent issue that we have to that we have to fix. Uh, I don't agree with it, but they're the government's functioning again. Uh, like we said, wall or no wall, we have we have we have a government that's functioning, and <laughs> people are getting paid. People, people, yeah, people are getting paid and. So. On to the on to the next election cycle in twenty twenty. People please yeah. please vote. Please get out and vote. Exercise your right. Inform yourself. Yeah. Please yeah, don't just vote because what you saw on TV. Vote actually research these people. Exactly. Ooh, while we're on that note, I just wanted to share something that I saw yesterday that I really, really liked. Um, it was by a guy that went to church with us in Richmond, mm-hmm. and he just he just said something. I talked about it before on the podcast. Let me just oh, let me just bring it back around just one time as we head into the very serious and very contentious political discussions that are only going to ensue over the course of the next year and a half. But this right here just just warmed my soul. All right, so first of all, to in kind of summation of what he said, he just discussed that, you know, we have an opportunity to um, have better discourse uh, when discussing things. We should be able to dialogue and disagree well, um, not, you know, using our the Bible as a weapon. Um, but this statement right here, I think, was very, I mean, it could be applicable to either either side of the fence here, but... Don't assume your political party perspective and views are all identical with the kingdom of God. They aren't. Political parties are fallible. Ideologies are fallible. We are fallible. And we human beings need to be humble. Stop insulting or belittling those who disagree with. Instead, disagree with respect and even love. We We might not only learn something, we might also become better people who form a better world. And that's worth it. Shout out to Mike Austin. Thank you for that heat. Um, I just am really, really glad to have seen that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that that made me happy. And I just, I've, I've been thinking about that because I just know how things are going to get here soon. And I just, I'm not really ready for it. <laughs> I'm not spiritually ready for it because there was a lot of things that got drudged up three years ago in the election cycle. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I mean, it was nothing for me to like just cut people off, <laughs> whatever. And I want to be able to like civilly like discourse and civilly have conversation. And uh, well, I don't know. For like from a political standpoint, this is what democracy is all about. It is about you and I can have different opinions 
for sure. When you and I can discuss our different opinions amongst each other, but at the end of the day, we both have the best interest of what it means to be an American and make this a flourishing society for the sake of America. From, But from our biblical perspective, you and I are both made in the image of God. There are no, there are no different, you know, differing sides. We're all made under in God's image. And so our duty as believers is to make this a flourishing society for the glory of God. So it's just kind of interesting how that all plays out. And yeah, we can have different political discourse with each other, but ultimately it doesn't matter uh, if I am a Democrat or Republican. What ultimately matters is if I am doing what thus saith the Lord. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we get afraid to say say those things uh, boldly as Christians, and we try to like make logical sense of political. Like, uh, I take that back. Like, we try to make we try to make our faith logical. Yeah. And there is some there's some logic to our faith, but that 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 simply isn't. What I, it's not just a blind faith, but there is, but there is some elements of blind faith in our faith, you know, for sure. And using that in this context of when it comes to politics is always interesting to see how people do that. And I've because I've seen Christians that I love and that I fellowship with, and we have completely different views on things. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we still have to come to the table together. Exactly for the glory of God. For sure. So, yeah, interesting times. Just make sure we exercise our right to our vote, and we and we, we use that Christian liberty, like of having a voice in our government, to actually it, we use it wisely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Man, speaking of some interesting things that we can discuss that seem to fall along party lines. (laughs) What can you talk about what happened with uh, Jussie Smollett and maybe even who he is? So Jussie Smollett, and I may be saying his name incorrectly. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, But he used, I I say used to be because he about to be, he about to be gone. Right, uh, but he he was on the show Empire, and um, he he is a gay man, and he got beat up in the streets of Chicago, is what the reports first said, and they said it was a it was a hatred, it was a hate attack. Two men just beat him up, wearing uh, the Make America Great Again hats, and. So he said it was, it was just a hate crime and everyone was outraged. Well, investigations went in and people started to figure out that maybe he hired these people to to beat him up and to yeah. to give him publicity for these for some for for some odd reason. I don't know why he did it. And then it came out today that he definitely paid these people to 
hides people to make it look like they beat him up so he could get attention to himself. And now he's facing a felony of fraudulent of of fraudulent police report. So we're in interesting times here. Um, I guess, Dave, what, what, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, I just find it to be um, extremely problematic for multiple reasons. Um, one, because I think that things that happened to him, like that he coerced into happening, are happening to people in real life. <laughs> without being staged and that's yeah. on either side of the of the coin here um and so when that comes up and there becomes a story that's fabricated it it's almost that boy who cried wolf thing mm-hmm. you know it's oh are you even telling the truth like who who says that who determines that you know and it's almost like me, we give them power, like the fake, the fake news media narrative power. Yeah. So now you have to question. You question. You have to question everything. Yeah, you question ev- And as Christians, you 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 strive for truth because Jesus said He is the truth. But in the same, in the same sense, man, there there are people who are really struggling, who are really victims now. For that we sure, have- and that are really oppressed by one whatever. You know, and it's just it's just really unfair. And I think that what he did was extremely selfish. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just heartbreaking because, you know, you got to also look at where that happened at. And that was in Chicago. And, and what do we hear most about Chicago, especially inner city Chicago, is the violence and the crime and all those things. And so, of course, it's it's believable. And, of course, people are going to come out and be like, Oh, look, another one, you know, another instance of this, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, are you serious? Like, that's really what happened? Like, I can't believe that. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's just, it's just, it, it makes me really sad. And, and that's what I saw today as someone's reaction. Like, I'm just heartbroken for the people that are, that are going through things that are similar, maybe not the same or, you know, along the same uh, particular instance or same lines of political, you know, things, but like how hard is it going to be to trust these these allegations against anyone for anything for any reason yeah whenever people and it's it's a lot of the same stuff that happens when you when you discuss like sexual assault um and things like that but i think that you see that a lot less frequently um with stuff like that but it's just it's hard and you want to you do want to get to the truth and and but you also want to believe victims i do my first instance is every time I hear an accusation is to believe the victim and believe the oppressed person over the oppressor. And that's just because my, I'm wired to compat, be compassionate and to love people. And, and it is, it's, it, it's heartbreaking when people take advantage of that. You know, I've seen that in my own personal life for a long time, you know, in any situation. Uh, where I've had to ha- where I've attempted to have compassion for somebody that was lying to me about something or whatever, you know, and um, so it's just interesting to think about that, and I, you know, it's it's extremely unfortunate, and I just think that there's so much going on in the world right now, and people are eating this up, and it's a front page topic when there are some major 
other issues going on, if that makes sense too. So that's the other side of the coin for me is that like, I feel like it's a giant distraction from some of the other stuff that's happening. Yeah. I feel like there are, I, I would agree with you. There are larger issues at hand and the first issue for everyone who was listening to this would be the status of your soul. And every day there's something new that happens in the news. Every day we get wrapped up into sports and things. And we love talking about this, talking about these current events. But at the end of the day, this stuff is here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And this this issue is is bad, it's selfish, and you see how worked up we get about these things. Um is it's so unfortunate. I wish that I wish that we had more I, I wish that people would, would be slower to speak. Mm-hmm. And quicker to uh, to try to understand issues. Then, yeah. Because right now we just live in such a reactionary state, where of course in social media something happens. I mean, you could refresh your Twitter, your Twitter current event, current news stuff. Every twenty minutes, you're gonna get a a new top story. Yeah. And that is this. You can't keep up with it. It's just, it's just this. I mean. This is a story that's just disheartening. Someone that just wants attention is taken away, taken away from the real issues. And the real issues that we have right now is that there are people who are struggling, who are really oppressed, who are really, who are really dealing with, with such things uh, as actual hate crimes. But we have to. But instead, we are focused on someone who is on a TV show who's not as many people watching anymore. I've yeah. I've never seen an episode of it. I've never seen it either. I think I, I think I I knew people who who used to watch it. I don't think they watch it anymore yeah. either. But it's just an attempt to become relevant again. And that's just sad. That's just sad that that's what we've come to. From and... that Christian worldview, like, uh, if if you quest to become relevant, the quest to become known, like, don't you know? I would, I would, I would. I mean, I guess my advice to Jesse would be like, "You're struggling. I see you're struggling, but don't you know that you're fully known by mm-hmm. and you're you're loved by God, by the Creator, dude. That's crazy. And the and greatest I- sin you've committed is not loving His Son back." that he gave for you. Yeah. I don't know. That it's just a really it's a really sad sad story to me. For sure. I think we see that a lot too um where people are so caught up in their identity, their fame or wanting more fame, wanting XYZ and it's like to what's the the greatest fame in this world? could not live up to being fully loved and fully known, like you said, by, by the God of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And thankfully, like, we know that. And I, I mean, I'll tell you, like, even in moments of my pride, like wanting to get the, wanting me to be on that pedestal, wanting me to do whatever, like, it's so, it's such a great reminder when the Holy Spirit's like, nah, dude, you don't want the throne. <laughs> like, I promise you, you don't want that. Like, you, like, you're loved. Like, you don't have to be anything more than what you are. Like, you you just need to strive to be like Jesus. And that's to just love and serve others well and, um, you know, strive for sanctification and, and that sort of thing and love your family well. And I don't know, just, <clears throat> it is really interesting that, like, we see so many people in our society just doing whatever they can do to be famous, doing whatever they can do to be known. You even see it with like mass murderers. Like they know that they're going to spend the rest of their life in jail. But the fact that they're going to get two days on the news, full coverage of them, like that fuels people. You know what I'm saying? Like it fuels people for, to, um, to know that their whatever pain they're going through, if it's publicized, means that they'll be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, maybe we live in a society now that people strive for fame and they struggle and they, they toil for all these things and they do things which right in their own mind, but they don't understand that, like you said earlier, that the God of the universe is right there. Mm-hmm. Straight up, man. It's some it's some really um, interesting thoughts, and I think that we have a lot of things that we have to wrestle with, um, and and just our society as a whole. But like as Christians, like we can know that we can rest in our identity in Christ, and that's just a beautiful thing. And it to me it empowers me to want to you know, continue to fight for people that don't have voices and that are oppressed and things like that, but to also fight for truth and to love people no matter what in all of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful that I have someone like you to talk through these these different things with and, and that you constantly remind me uh, how God sees me and not how the world sees me. So I appreciate you, brother. Same man, dude. Just so grateful for this this podcast, this space, and we just like continue to like want to hop into conversations with you guys. Anybody that listens, and like, please don't hesitate to reach out and and let's hash this all out together and let's let's walk firmly in this in this world, you know. So, man, appreciate you, Devin. I appreciate you too, Dave. As always, man, it's been real. All right, peace, peace. Hey, what's up, family? Thanks for listening to our podcast. We're glad that you came to the table to discuss some issues from a biblical worldview. Dave and I believe that we all fall short of the glory of God and we deserve death. But the free gift of God was grace given to us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And that if you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be made right with God. 
for all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you already believe this, we praise God for you being a brother or sister in Christ. If you don't know this or you have questions, we'd love to engage with you some kind of way on social media. Hit us up. We'd love to share, share our faith with you further. Peace.